0: Welcome to Don't Get This Twisted. I am the professor with my co-host, Tina. How are you doing today?
1: Hello, professor. How are you?
0: Oh, absolutely <laughs> positive. <Nice. laughs> so uh today's show a fun one uh i guess a relationship type show we're going to be doing a show on the five love languages which uh was something new to you yes you did not not know about that
1: no i had the book and i did not pick it up and read it probably should have done that
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh you know why why do you need to do such craziness It happens. Yes, I believe. And and again, uh, this show isn't promoting anyone because, you know, you can get in trouble for things like that. But it actually is by a guy named Gary Chapman. It was written in 1992, which quite a long time ago. And uh, it's basically a quiz. Or you can take a quiz to find out what your love language is. And um, there are five. And very interesting um there's quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation, and physical touch um, which i you know look we're we're all into all of those at uh, and at some degree um I guess it would all matter where you're at on that spectrum um that's why you take the quiz. It's kind of uh multiple questions that end up averaging out what you, uh, uh, is your love language. Um, I guess we, we can go, let's go through them a little bit, kind of talk about a little bit and, and kind of see what you think they are and what I think they are. And then we'll talk about, um, what we both are because we both took the quiz, which, you know, you end up scoring differently, I think every time, but with a couple other things, um, let's start with quality time what would be your um, definition percentage? of quality time? No, your oh. your definition of of that quality time.
1: It's time spent together doing, whether it be like projects around the house or going out on a date. I think quality time is just actual spending time with each other and not just spending time, but actually interacting with one another. That's what I would say quality time is.
0: I would kind of agree with that i i don't think there's really much more in depth that we can go into that um yes i think that there are better kinds of quality time but i believe that quality time can be as simple as literally hanging out on the couch and watching a movie um or if you have small children <laughs> doing something with all your without your small children just to have quality time where you're kind of doing things as a couple
1: being engaged, I think, with one another's like, quality time is. Yeah,
0: this is what to, and then I'll give you what the definition I found online is. It says quality time is giving someone your undivided focused attention.
1: Ah, that's even better.
0: Yes, uh, well, <laughs> you know we're we're brain surgeons here, so I think I think we're better off if we if we discuss it and then we'll find out what the real definition is because who knows. Um, I'll 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 do the next one. Physical touch, um, very very self explanatory, but I also think that physical touch can be as simple as holding hands. Um, obviously, much deeper physical contact. But I also think it can be as simple as being somewhere together and putting your hand on the small of someone's back or in their belt loop. Or it's it's more than just straight, naked, physical contact. I think it can be as simple as walking down the hallway in your house and meeting halfway and touching hands and keep on going. Right. It's definitely...
1: It's definitely an intimate exchange to whatever degree it is, whether, and, and sometimes little touches that happen out in public when you don't necessarily want to be all about the PDA. It's, it's good to have that just as well as it is like, you know, um, sex just plain and simple, but there's so many varying degrees of it for sure.
0: And there uh, there one is pretty much what we just said, feeling, affection through physical touch.
1: Got it. Pretty simple.
0: Okay, we're going to go with receiving gifts. What is what what is yours for receiving gifts?
1: You know, I I had a tough one with that because for me bringing back something from the store. If you're out, you know, I need it. That's something that I think is super cool because it saves me from having to do it. Or if, um, if I don't know, they go and they just bring home dinner and I don't have to cook that that to me is receiving a gift. I, I don't know. I think for me, it's more the little things, but the way that I was reading the questions, it seemed to be much bigger than my expectations are. (laughs) I I had to think about that one a bit.
0: (laughs) Yes, I I think um, you're correct. I think it can be a very wide range of whatever a gift can be on any particular day.
1: Right.
0: It could be as much as, yeah, I picked up dinner on the way home to uh, help you out. But I also think that that's going to roll into one of the other ones as well. Um, I took it more of, you know, a gift like a rose or whatever it is, something that, that you're going to keep as a gift. Um, There says giving gifts is a symbol of love and affection. So your definition is probably more true to that one, because it's, it's a symbol of love and affection. It can be any of that. Mm Um, what's next? This is where I think it rolls into the other one. Yeah. The other one is acts of service.
1: I agree. It totally goes into that one.
0: I think acts of service though, myself is is um, helping out with dishes, um, taking out the trash every day, mostly from a man's point of view, going towards a woman is it's helping out with the things that generally one partner does than the other. You're you're doing that acts of service to help someone.
1: Right. I agree with that.
0: Put gas in the car, uh do the vacuuming, you know, do it before you're asked, that kind of thing. I think those are the acts of service. Um, at least in my my case.
1: I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that completely. But I think it's even more than that. Like if I'm cooking and there's an ingredient I don't have, hey, could you run to the store real quick or you know. Things like that, things that help make our lives run smoother. Maybe it's not like your first instinct to go and want to do something, but if it makes everything move and progress better, I think that that's that's uh, kind of a cool thing, that act of service. I dig
0: Correct. that. Their definition, completing tasks and or actions to show your love. And then it says cooking, washing dishes, etc
1: ah okay so we're on that one
0: so i i think it's a little of everything i i think we both kind of hit the nail just Mm -hmm. not not directly on the head and then the the next one would be words of affirmation what do you think that is for you
1: for me i like doing that one like when i see when i see my mate like doing the vacuuming or taking out the trash or doing, I always say, Oh man, do you look sexy? I I like when you do that. I constantly say that to the point (laughs) where everybody's like, you're, you're pulling a Tina, knock it off. But I think that people would rather do it if they're being told something positive as opposed to, Oh, you forgot that. Or make sure you put a bag in the trash can. Like I hear that all the time from women. And I just want to snap for the guy you know, it's like, I'm already taking out the trash. Can you just shut the fuck up and let me take out the trash, please?
0: Right. I I, I think that there is a lot to that as well. You're, you're correct. Um, <laughs> their definition would be expressing verbal compliments or words of praise and appreciation. So, yeah, telling somebody, hey, you look good today. Hey, you know, yeah, you look sexy when you do that. Or, hey, great job helping me out the other day. That's Pretty much how I, you know, they're they're seeing it, and and Mm -hmm. I think that most people do crave these five things. Absolutely. I just think that it's a matter of, um, finding the love language of the person you're with, and making sure that you work that into a relationship. It can't be everything but I think it definitely has to be a very strong point in a relationship. If you can find out the person's love language and be like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I do this, this, and this, the gift part is a hard one, but I think most of the other ones are routinely things that we all should be doing on some level. It's just a matter of how much that other person needs it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that there's, we all need it to some degree and some more than others. I'm finding that I may be one of those chicks that kind of needs it all because of my numbers (laughs) and how they're, they're not far apart. I was noticing. Mine mine are. (laughs) Really? Okay. Let's get into that then. There's
0: a, there's a couple that are super duper duper far apart. So you, you, I think you're going to be a little more shocked about, um, how, (laughs) how close some are and how some are, I mean, very, very far apart.
1: I'm interested to hear what you got.
0: Okay. So let's go, let's go five to one, kind of see how we, we did. So my number five, which is my lowest is at 3%. Okay. And it's receiving gifts.
1: Okay. Mine's at 13% and it's also the lowest.
0: Yeah. I hate receiving gifts. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely horrible about it. And the, and here's the flip side. I absolutely love giving them.
1: See, so you got to open up then. Probably. Um, yeah.
0: I, I, it's not that I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I never feel I, maybe that I don't deserve it, but maybe I don't think that's the real answer. I just think that I I love to see someone smile, or I like to get that pop out of them to to see their reaction. And and for me, it's like I would rather do that. And and I just feel like I don't know. I don't I don't need that. I don't need that. And that and it, you you're probably right. I probably need to open up a little bit more.
1: Yeah, you know, I heard um, there was I read somewhere that if you truly trust somebody that you let them help you too, I I'm really bad at that. So if, if you're the one that's always getting called and you never call for help, you're not allowing people, you're not giving them the trust that they need you to have in them to help you out as well. It, it needs to be reciprocal. And I think it's the same for the getting gifts too.
0: Probably. I, I, I think you're correct. Um, I'm trying to do it. I I will tell you that um, this past year, a friend of mine gave me one of the best gifts I've gotten in a really long time. And it's funny because it's something that I probably wouldn't have bought myself, um, but it ended up being great is a beard brush. Nice. And I never saw it coming. It was like, they just brought it over and they were like, oh yeah. And it was, I want to say it was for, probably my birthday because it was within this year. So, but yeah, it was, so it was interesting, but I am a gift giver. So like, that is a a hard one for me. I would rather be giving the gifts than receiving.
1: I've, I've been told that I'm hard to give gifts to because either I I'm very specific with what I like and what I use, or they don't know what style I would want. I guess I'm a hard one to buy for. And yet I get told that I'm the one that that they wait to see what I'm going to give because it's always something super personal. And I don't think I'm good at giving gifts. I mean, it's like, what do you want? I'll just get you what you want. But I, I guess there's something to that as well. You have to be I have to be open to whatever somebody brings to me. And I didn't even realize that I was a problem with that until one of my friends told me so. I have to work on that myself
0: yeah it's interesting and and i'm a weird gift giver too because mostly from a relationship standpoint um i do i'm one of the I'll, i'm a person who will leave a note on your car or give you a flower or send flowers or write poems or do full-fledged books and do crazy shit like that so
1: see that would be considered mostly in this time frame that we're living in a stalker <laughs>
0: yeah no seriously i mean i i think that it would be looked upon like very bizarre
1: it depends on who it is though i mean you have to have a relationship where a woman could accept that
0: and understand that it that that's just who i
1: am right Right. for sure
0: okay let's look at number four what is number four number four on mine at 13 percent is acts of service i think Hmm. being uh Being single so long, I just do everything by myself. I don't need, I don't need that. So
1: for me, that was my number one uh, is acts of service at 26%. It's close to my next one of 23%, but it's still, those are still the two um, highest ones.
0: So what's your number four?
1: My number four, I have a tie for third and fourth. With okay. words, words of affirmation and physical touch,
0: and they're both tie. It's a tie.
1: It's a tie at nineteen percent.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk number four, since that's well. we'll here, we're let's going talk your number four. My my number four is acts of service. Uh, again, like I told you, like I don't think that, I think that I'm I've been single so long or lived by myself so long, um, at certain points in my life that I don't. It's not that I don't appreciate it because I do. I just think that ah, I'll just do it myself and, and it probably gets me in a lot of trouble, but it's just, I think it's just who I am as a person because of situations I've been in. Um, when I was married, I would say I totally took that. I, you know, cause when I was married, I didn't do my own laundry. Right. My ex-wife did my laundry. That's just, she did laundry. Um, when I got divorced, it was funny because some of my friends, the first thing they asked me, they were like, who's going to do your laundry. And I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking going to do it. Who do you think did it before her? I did the dishes before her. I did the laundry before her. I cleaned my house before her. It's like, I I, I don't need that. I do appreciate it though. I, I won't say that I don't. It's just that I think it's low on mine because if I had to choose between, uh, quality time or physical touch or. Or, um, words of affirmation, obviously that's just low on the pole. Right. Right. See, for
1: me, for me, when, when I was married, mm-hmm. uh, my husband worked his ass off. So there wasn't a lot of time for him to do things for, for me. And so I found that I, I did all the running. I was the one that did all the shopping and and taking care of what was going on in our world together and so I got really good at doing it and there, there wasn't a lot of acts of service. Now, maybe if you'd ask him, I'm sure he would say he did a hundred things and he, and he did, I'm sure of it, but, and I'm not just, I'm not just saying that like he's a super good person, somebody that I intend to still be friends with after the the divorce is final. But um, yeah, I felt like, when I left, there were certain things that I just wanted. And, and as I go and date or whatever, I'm going to make sure that, that I get some of that. Like having a car washed for me or having somebody put gas and have it just like grab it and say, hey, I filled up your take. What? I want to see that. Or somebody that will make breakfast on a Sunday morning for me. I'm a cook. I'll cook every Sunday. I don't care who's around. I cook. If I'm making something, everybody gets it. But it would be nice to have that done for me. And so I think for me, the, the acts of service, it was definitely number one at 26%. But like I said, I don't have a wide spread. So.
0: Right, exactly. Yours are very close.
1: Yeah. So that's my.
0: So, so coming in at number three at 20% is words of affirmation. And, okay. and I think that that's just most people want to hear good things. I mean, we're human beings who doesn't want to hear you look good today, or thanks for doing this for me, or, you know, this really helped me. It, it, everyone wants a pat on the back or someone always wants to hear you look good to somebody else that you're attracted to because that's just who we are as human beings. I think who, who doesn't want to be praised for, either doing great stuff or how you look. That's just us. And I think that that. that's it.
1: I agree (laughs) with that. I think for me, that was a 19%. It's one of the, it's third and fourth that are tied. And, um, for me, it, I noticed over the years, it built up my confidence. Like if, if he looked at me and he, he said, wow, oh, teen, you're really pretty today. First of all, it was sincere. You didn't get anything from him. That wasn't completely the truth as he saw it at the time. But, um, it also made me stop with the negative reflections towards myself. Cause I had somebody constantly telling me that, that I was in fact pretty and that I was intelligent and I did have something that was worthwhile. And I needed to share that, that, that changed my opinion of myself in ways that I couldn't have done on my own.
0: So I like that one. Uh, And and it's funny, you're at 19 and I'm at 20. um, I I agree. Look, um, for if there's someone that I like, when I hear that from her, it's a whole nother level. It's always going to take you to this other level of confidence of like, You know, mostly if you can see it in their eyes of being true, like anyone can tell you you're good looking or, you know, everyone can bullshit when you can read someone's eyes for sure and understand that that's exactly true coming from them. There's nothing better than that. And it's, it is a boost of confidence and it makes you want to puff your chest out in front of them and kind of let them know that they, they mean the same to you. It's kind of Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Absolutely. And, you know, again, I think from the human standpoint, who, who doesn't? If, if you say you don't want to hear your pretty or or uh, words of praise, you're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least in I my agree. case, I, I don't know anyone who would say no.
1: Everybody needs it to some degree, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Nothing like a pat on the back. It makes you go. Absolutely.
1: It's one of those things, you know, like I said, you look sexy doing that. Well, hell, if I look sexy doing that, you should see this. I like when people do that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) The funny thing is that that you've always kind of been that way.
1: Have I, I didn't realize I I was.
0: I think that, but usually you're the one saying it. Like you're, you were, you were always the one who was, saying that about someone to, uh, to, to pump them up a little bit so uh, at least that's what i remember
1: so it was pulling a tina which you're telling me yeah that. it's pulling
0: exactly it's pulling a tina i mean it happens you've been known to to do some crazy shit mostly for people who don't want to talk
1: <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about
0: yeah it, it, the funny thing is is that, that look at me now you know
1: so since your, you brought your damn that up off since you brought that up, I got to tell him the story. So I met the professor back in high school, and he, I was sat next to him because he didn't talk, and I <laughs> apparently talked too much. So I, um, I I bugged him every day for over five weeks, and I know it was five weeks because my first report card in that class was a five-week report card, and I had uh, an AEE, um, but I'd continued to bug the professor and just annoy him until one day he pulled his hat up and he put his collar down and he, I could see his face and he looked at me and he said, you're not going to quit bugging me until I start talking to you. Are you? And I said, yep, pretty much. And from that point on, he just started talking to me. So I, and I wasn't a quitter. It took a, it took over five weeks to get him to talk to me, but he's been talking to me ever since. So I think that's a good thing.
0: Nice to know you're not a quitter, Tina.
1: I'm not a quitter.
0: <laughs> not, not a quitter. Jeez Louise. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and again, I, I tell people that story as well. And literally they would be like, you, you didn't talk.
1: Mm-mm. I was like, you did yeah. not want to talk to me at all. Yeah.
0: Funny though. I mean, like I said, I don't shut the fuck up now.
1: <laughs> you needed me.
0: <laughs> Most people would wish that I would shut up.
1: Not at all. Not hmm. at all.
0: All right, so coming in at second place with a whopping 27% would be physical touch. And, Mine was 19. Uh, yeah, this one is pretty high on my uh, list. It, it, I'm surprised it's not higher. I'm super touchy-feely, um, mostly in a, uh, in a relationship standpoint. Maybe not as much with most people.
1: Um, uh, I'd agree with you on that.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I've gotten better over the years, only 20 years of being in locker rooms, you know, <laughs> where guys it, it's a, a a different thing of like hugging each other and it was a little different. So right? I think I opened up more during that time, but, um, in a, in a, uh, romantic relationship, it's super important to me. Like I, I can't go to bed without touching who I'm with. Even if it's okay. just a foot or whatever, it, it's a very, um, uh, OCD thing where I'm just like, you know, I got to make sure that they're there. I don't, I don't know what that is. And it, it's been like that for a long, long, long time. And, and I'm a whole, I'm a hand holder and I dated this girl, um, not too long ago, probably about a year ago. And, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I know about two years ago but uh, not a hand holder. And it was really hard for me. like really hard for me. So yeah, that's something super important.
1: Absolutely. I think um, for me, the physical touch is I can't stop doing it. My hands are always going. I'm a hairdresser. I touch people all day long or I did before COVID, but that's beside the point. I I'm very touchy as far as like, being in somebody's personal space, I've always been told you're too much of a hugger because I hug everybody. Um, my family's like that. We were born to, we were just born close. You, it was a hug and a kiss on the mouth for everybody—aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, parents, uh, siblings. We have, we all did that. So, for me, I'm constantly giving touch, but I don't necessarily like everybody touching me, which is, I don't know. Little, I've been told a I've a been kind lot. of cold. What's
0: that? I, I said that is a, a little odd, but again, I'm, I'm kind of the same. So I may not be super touchy feely with everyone, but definitely with the person I'm with. Absolutely. I, you know, physical touch. I mean, everyone knows, I mean, it, it's, it's, a cornerstone of most relationships. You have to be at least pretty high up on, I think on everyone's love language. I mean, would you agree or no?
1: I I think that physical touch is definitely important, but I, I, on another level, I see where couples really, they get to a point, they don't want each other touching them. And I, and I've noticed that quite a bit, like, How could you get to the point where you hate it like that? Because it's supposed to be something that brings you peace, that brings you pleasure, that brings you a sense of of um, being supported and of being loved. But yet, it turns it turns for people. I don't know. For me, physical touches it depends on how I'm touched and who I'm doing it. Sure, pretty specific.
0: I, I would say in most romantic relationships, you're correct. As you grow. As you grow in relationships, maybe it becomes a little less important. Um, sadly, I mean, uh, I that would probably be my problem. Is it if it started fading, I would probably have a problem. I get because that because I because I it's important to me. So that I don't know.
1: It's if you don't get it though, that tends to create a very lonely space in between you and your mate, and that could that I've experienced too. And, and that doesn't, that doesn't work for me. So then in, in that situation, physical touch is extremely important. It's, it's amazing how it could, it could switch with me from one extreme to the other. Also with different people I've been with in the past, you have to be careful how you touch them. Like one person you rub across their skin a couple times and they're kind of annoyed where another person you could fall asleep rubbing the same spot and they will never move. And as a matter of fact, if they fall asleep, they're drooling on you. So right. it, that to me is a very uh, that's a different situation because it's just so personal to the to the one you're with and the relationship you have with them.
0: Correct. It's it's learning your mate. Yes. Yeah. It, I, and I think that with all of these, it's learning your mate at, at the end of the day. Absolutely. That's why that's why knowing their love language I think is important. It's it's learning which one's more important, and then the sub genre of that of once you find out what it is that their that their uh, love language is, how to do that love language without it being annoying.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
0: it's true. So my uh, my number one is quality time.
1: Okay, that's my number two at twenty three percent
0: is 37%.
1: Wow. Okay. Let's talk about that. I,
0: I think mine mostly now is probably because um, the lack of being able to see someone. Okay. So while I answered these questions this last time, it's because I, I can't see the person that I would want to be with. So quality time right now would be super duper important to me because I can't have it. I agree with that. So I think that because before I took this test about a year ago, a year and a half ago, and physical touch was on top followed by quality time, because I think those both kind of go hand in hand, Um, pardon the pun. Um, (laughs) But uh, in this case, I think, Right now, it's just the lack of being able to see said person. So quality time right now would just be important.
1: I think quality time, though, is important. And again, quality time is it's so diverse in what it could be. It just has to be important to the couple. I like for me, quality time would be if somebody, you know, went and did some errands with me or just spent time or we, we started to do something together and then we blew it off and did something completely different. You know, just the the act of being together, but not bitching at each other, not getting on each other for what isn't done and what should be done or what was paid, what wasn't paid. It should be time where you're getting to know each other and, and not um, bitching at them for things that are going wrong. That, that to me doesn't. Because there are times when if I get fished out, I'm like, get out of my car. I don't even want to deal with you. Right. And then there's other times where we could be doing the worst jobs ever. To, but if we're together, we're like joking and laughing. I'll take that and do whatever I got to do to keep that going for a long time.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, I think quality time is... Of the utmost importance. It's like you said, there's so many different kinds of quality time. It's funny because when you start looking at some of these things like acts of service, I know people, couples that have children, you know, an act of service to some of them can be, you know, watching the kids while I go nap because I had a shitty day. Mm -hmm. Then you you can make that up with quality time. Absolutely. After the nap and the kids go to bed, you spend quality time together but you have to remember to make that time work for everyone. You can't, you can't be the one taking the nap. And then when you wake up, you're shitty and it, you don't want to have quality time at the end of the day.
1: I, I believe if you want a successful relationship, to some degree you have to do all of these things and for me apparently in order to have anything function it's all got it's got to be almost all of it together my range is from 26 to 13% i'm kind of like right in the the same area with all of these things so i was like wow am i really that uh <laughs> high <laughs> am i that's needy it, is it needy? Cause no, but I, I mean,
0: it's not high maintenance. I would say it's more needy because you're so close to all of them.
1: Yeah, maybe, but here's but, the deal. I, the type of person I am, you get acts of service. Like I said, I was the one that'll run all the little errands and go to the store and, Oh, do you need the car was broke down? Okay. I'll take it in. I'll do whatever I need to do. Quality time. I always make sure to spend time with people that I want to be with. And, and, I really do that. That's something that, you know, who I want to be around because I'm around them Um, words of affirmation. I like to tell people they look sexy doing something that they're not paying attention to physical touch. I'm a hairdresser. Does it get any more touchy than that? Yeah. But the receiving gifts, I'm like, eh, that's not that big of a deal because I could get my own things. But if you're treating me good, I'll take that in a heartbeat.
0: Here's a question for you. Would you, would you put quality time with it? Would you put that in the same ballpark of giving your mate time to go out with their friends?
1: No quality time is time that you have with your mate to build on your relationship quality time for somebody to get the hell out has nothing to do with the relationship. They just need a break. But I think that's important too.
0: Yeah. Oh no. That's entirely important. You, you, you have to be able to let your mate go out and do things outside of your relationship. Absolutely. It can't, it can't be the soul, the soul thing, but you definitely have to, if, if you can't let your woman go out on a Friday night with her girlfriends and go have fun, there's a problem. I mean, there's there's a bigger problem Um, as long as, you know, they're coming home to you or they're the type of person like I'm the type of person you you better call me at the end of the night and tell me you're home safe. That's all I want.
1: That's not a hard that's not a hard (laughs) request to to fulfill, though, if you ask
0: me. No, it's not. But, you know, some people would be like, oh, I can't. You know, why do you want that? Because I want to make sure she's they're safe. It has that. nothing to do with trust is trust is one of those things where it doesn't matter. You're, you're more apt to cheat on your spouse at the supermarket than you are at the club. <laughs> you you know, see I, that. I think so. I mean, I think that you're, cause you're meeting people in a more uh, real circumstances. You know, if everyone's grabbing at the bell peppers, it's, you're just a regular person. go to a club you're at a meat market that's true if if you're there to bang somebody you're already it's already in your head so if you're going there in a relationship and that's on your mind you're already there but if you meet somebody in public and you see them in the real world with you know their sweats and their t-shirt on and their hair in a bun Mm -hmm. and you still go damn that girl's hot then you know that that's when you have more have to worry at least i think so because you know, look, if you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. If you're not, you're not.
1: Yep. I agree with that.
0: So, I mean, it, it is what it is. I hear you. But these love languages, I think, are uh, an important topic. Um, I think it's something that the, the listeners should definitely look into, at least take the quiz, whether it's for shits and giggles or for uh, your mate. You should both take it and kind of see and then discuss.
1: Absolutely. I, I didn't, I, I had heard about it for years. Didn't look at the book, had the book. My friend gave it to me. I read the first couple of chapters, fell asleep, never picked it up again. And um, I'm noticing it's crazy. You said it came out in 1992 and I'm noticing people are talking about it right now where I wasn't hearing all the, all the hype about it before. And normally I hear stuff. So I was,
0: kind of amazed that it's been out that long yeah uh, i agree i i really had never heard about it and to be fair like i didn't hear about men are from mars or women are from venus until i was getting the divorce so an ad book had also been out for years and years and years i think you have to be uh open to it mm-hmm. you have to be open to hear it from other people and then you're gonna go oh all right because i would have never taken this test as 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 well someone said hey Have you ever, have you ever thought about doing this to see what your love language is? And the person who told me her, her number one is acts of service. Mm. And I think that that's because of the relationships she was in, in the past where both men she was with didn't give her acts of service. She did everything. So when, when she had a chance to have that kind of relationship, that's what happened. Like, I think he likes that more than the quality time and physical touch because it, it, she didn't get it before. So it's interesting. I think it's interesting to like, I'll, I'm going to hobnob with some friends and kind of bounce this off of them as well and tell people to take this test and maybe we'll revisit this show, um, do another show later on with kind of what we've learned from this and, uh, what we got from other people. Cause I, I'd like to hear what a majority of people end up, you know, with.
1: I would too. I think it'll be interesting. Cause I know I, none of my friends have talked about this, that the ones that I hang out anyway. So if they've, if they've heard about it, they haven't talked to me. If they, uh, if they didn't hear about it, maybe it's something we need to look into. Like I said, at least to, to see where you're at a little bit, Just give most of the time women, say things to men, but they're not clear on what they need. Like, you don't do this. Well, what does he need to do in order to fulfill that for you? When I was married, I really struggled with that. Like, I had to figure out how to tell him exactly what I needed because it didn't matter if I thought he knew. He didn't know. He did not know. And me yelling at him and bitching at him and him wanting to fix it because that's what men do but not being able to, because he didn't know how to even do it. I needed to be more direct with him. And I think that as women, we need to do that.
0: Agree. Uh, and I think as men, you know, as long as we tell, um, everyone and they understand that we're not mind readers and that goes both ways. Nobody's a mind reader. Um, relationships will get better and, uh, people will have healthier relationships?
1: My, my thing is I had to remember to tell the person that I was with, you don't need to fix me. This is my struggle. This is what I'm going through. Can you just listen? You don't even need an opinion. So you can even half-ass listen, but I just need you to listen and not fix me because I don't like being fixed. Apparently I got a problem with that, but, uh, but I do like somebody to hear me. And then I do like to be able to process it and get Get
0: it out all on my own. And unfortunately, we're fixers. That's just who we are as people, I think, but men, that's yes. our problem.
1: All right. Last words? I think that was it.
0: All right. Well, my, <laughs> my last words are uh, give this a try, go out, uh, do your five love language quiz, talk to your mate, and see what happens. You can get back to us. We're on Facebook now, we're on Instagram, we're on. I don't know Twitter. We're on a bunch of stuff. Um we'll be giving those addresses out next week. And uh for now, we'll say uh that's it. And as always, don't get this twisted. I am the professor for my lovely co-host Tina. We will see you next week.